Hello and welcome to Drive-In Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Claude Dandis. Claude Dandis? What a beautiful <laughs> name. <laughs> it sounds like a character from a Don Bluth movie. Like, that'd be the name of a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into today's movie... I want to talk to you about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast. We do a bunch of bonus episodes just for $5 a month. You help support the show and you get us talking about box office bombs, ranking movies. We got a lot of yeah. stuff. We got a lot of stuff over there. So check it out. But today we are talking about Fella Day from 1994, which is a German adult animated cartoon. We kind of have an adult animation theme this week kind of but we'll, we'll happenstance yeah yes yeah um but this movie is directed by michael shack um and it has a bunch of german voice actors um i did watch the english dub of this which is available on youtube everywhere is that the version you watched as well right um yeah i actually went back and forth a little bit because i started watching the english one and i was just like let me just see what the German one's like. And I'm like, this is probably a little more closely to how the characters probably should sound. But I actually thought the English dub was actually pretty decent. And I I, I was like, those sound, those sound pretty good to me. So I just kept it on the English one. Yeah, there, there's sometimes where we watch dubs on this show. And I'm like, I, I don't know. This feels like so against the grain that I don't, I need to go watch the original. But this, I finished it. And I was like, you know what? That seemed fine. Like all the voice work was pretty good. So yeah, I I felt pretty confident with it, but I knew nothing about this movie going in. Um, I kind of just picked it on a whim because I I've been hearing a few people talk about it. I actually saw in the meme where it was uh, always sunny. It was each character had their letterbox top four, and uh, Charlie had this on his top four, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. That seems kind of funny. Um, it all kind of makes sense. Very grisly animated movie. <laughs> about cats um and these aren't like um i guess it, don't don't think about like robin hood or anything like that these are real looking cats that talk and they live in the human world but it's kind of a noir. they don't sing there is no singing there's even though youtube tried to recommend to me in the corner the whole time to buy and rent aristocats it is nothing like that movie which uh, the character they, even says that's that's it's uh yeah it was the same thing like suggestions you might want to watch aristocats <laughs> not after this one <laughs> i think i'm good um but I, I did i settled for cats don't dance Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, which I, I never seen that one. So is that one as grisly as this one? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. And then we gotta check it out. Um <laughs> but no, this movie definitely um I mean I think it's no I know it's based off of a book uh, from nineteen eighty-nine. Very similar premise and yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, I went in kind of like, you know what, it can't be that bad, but does show animals getting killed and it's about a murder spree shows sex at one point it doesn't hold back and i actually thought it was really interesting because of that and i actually came out of this really liking this one yeah no i i you know i'm not a big fan of watching 
animals get killed. Now people, you know, it's fine. Kill as many people <laughs> yeah, as you whatever, want. But, yeah. but it, uh, but this one is animated, so it doesn't look as realistic or whatever. It's a little more, slightly more cartoonish. But um, there's some still some pretty violent deaths in oh, here, yeah. especially there's like one in a science lab, which we'll talk about later. But it's just, it's like, oh, I was I was prepared for lots of blood and stuff. I was not prepared for this level of gore, but still, yeah. Um, still though this movie had a like an actual mystery and an actual plot and it's like i was like oh this is actually pretty gripping and interesting and mm-hmm. just the way they they shoot it and like the cats play it totally straight you know it's not played for laughs at all it's just it, it, it's the same as if you watched a detective movie yeah <laughs> uh, and except it's just cats yeah, yeah, and I really like that about it. And it reminded me of like an old school noir. Like, I don't know, sometimes when you go back and you rewatch old movies from the 30s and 40s, you'll hear like terms that are, you know, nowadays it's like, oh, I don't even know what that means. This movie is full of like these silly little terms. Like we even, you texted me this the other day, the term can openers, which is what cats, like uh, specifically one cat calls humans at one point. It's like all they're good for is opening my dinner can. And stuff like that. So you really get like into this world and, it, you know, just little things about this made me just laugh a little bit. Like just seeing the main cat named Francis like rub up on like somebody's legs. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's something the cat does. There's like little touches into this that I really liked. Well, there's and I also like too that they, they every, every cat they call brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. It was uh, it was like how did the brother die? <laughs> yeah, that that like they're all related. I also love that like this movie gets started so fast because it starts with this cat Francis moving with his human, and then very soon afterwards, maybe like five minutes in the movie, he's like, oh, something's going on outside. He finds a dead body. <laughs> and he's and he's already getting like critical like a detective trying to figure it out very very close into it um there's also another cat there its name is escaping me um bluebeard that's right bluebeard uh, named bluebeard there and i know ne- i didn't understand quite why this cat never assumed immediately like oh yeah like why you could be the killer you were here first but no they become close friends after that yeah, I like that cat because it's supposed to be like the grizzled veteran or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> Francis is like the new detective on the scene. That's yeah. the thing. And, uh, but yeah, I I was thinking like, I was thinking that too. Like, why didn't Francis just immediately suspect this cat of doing it? And and I thought there might be, uh, spoiler, I thought he might be the killer later. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah because they, they didn't have that many suspects in the movie so i'm like maybe it is him no i mean it had me guessing too i was like hmm, maybe he's like letting on because my thought was that maybe that that um he just thought bluebeard was kind of because you know he's kind of dumb he thinks with his stomach he only thinks about his food he's just like oh he's not smart enough to commit like these murders like this and maybe he's playing dumb no he's just kind of a dumb cat <laughs> yeah. i guess you know um but he, he's really likable especially their relationship but yeah it just becomes like this whole conspiracy involving cults i thought it was just going to be like a murder mystery movie but no it adds like this whole like cult element to it where like there's like a cult leader that's forcing cats to hop into electricity to get fried and they're like oh yeah if you survive you're a chosen one or whatever <laughs> 
it's insane. I know. And there's a little bit of a sci-fi element too. I'm like, this is checking all the buttons for Nathan. It's a cop mm, movie. Mm. It's a sci-fi movie. It's got there's it all. Cat sex. Oh. <laughs> Well, we don't have to talk about that. Maybe later. <laughs> it's that scene is way later in the movie, but I, that was probably the most like, okay, did you really have to show this? Like when I got to that point, it makes yeah. It, I was like, I was like, I, we could have gone for like a little more implication there. Yeah. Not we didn't have to see you the know, whole one scene. A cut to black or something, you know. It definitely was pushing a little bit. Um, I guess, like, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, this movie, what I think about when I usually think about 90s animated movies that kind of came from, like, Europe, I don't think of animation that's really that clean. Um, Mm -hmm. This one actually looks pretty good. I won't say it's Disney quality, but it is pretty, I mean, I had no issues with it. It even has uses of, like, good 3d looking animation at some points it's 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 a good looking movie i mean it's the most expensive german animated movie at this point costing five million dollars yeah i i was thinking that too just the animation style because like you said i and when it comes to europe i'm expecting a lot more uh, you know grittier type of drawings or a lot more simplistic type just because it's you just don't think of a lot of European countries like mm-hmm. like Germany when you're thinking of like animated cartoons or if you do it's like poor quality so when yeah. you actually see something like this it's like oh this could actually pass for like a like a big budget movie almost and mm-hmm. then they do have those themes of like abstract drawings too because there's a nightmare sequence mm-hmm. that's also like it that they aren't drawn exactly like you know it it starts like nightmarish looking imagery and i really like those scenes i mean because what it is is he um our main character is having nightmares and it's kind of hinting at the future of the movie hinting about plot points we're going to get later and they're playing through them and like you said the the that is drawn very differently it reminded me a lot of pink floyd's the wall where it's just kind of like a nightmare there's like a bunch of just like god what do you even say like dismembered cats like fused together it's definitely not for kids do you think anybody in germany accidentally took some of their children to see this movie (laughs) i i would i was thinking that i was wondering like but you know like uh, i guess european kids there's really not like european countries like they don't really like oh this is just for kids or what you know like kids are exposed to a lot more though but although that's true i i guess in europe though violence is seen more as a bad thing than like sex or nudity in a movie yeah. so i think it's like yeah exactly the flip side is like sex is what like younger people are okay with seeing we're here like i was playing violent video games at such a young age it felt like or you know watching violent action movies and it is treated as like oh that's fine um so just imagine but but i know this movie never had an american release Mm -hmm. but but can you imagine though you're just taking like your your little kid to go see this movie and it's just Mm -hmm. the first five minutes of the movie you just see a a cat with its throat slit open (laughs) yeah i couldn't even imagine and the Europeans, you know, they were covering their kids' eyes, but when the when the cats were having sex, it was like, oh, you're okay, you can watch this little... little it's natural. Yeah, this is... The cats do it all the time. 
<laughs> but no i i can't believe that but like you said this movie never got an american release which kind of makes sense i feel like this movie plays for a very specific audience i i don't see that the audience for this being like extremely broad i think it'd be different today but um yeah yeah true but um 90s i mean i'm trying to think of like like the most what's like the biggest budget like animated adult movie that was around that's like what probably cool world or something in the 90s but yeah and that movie didn't do so well um right and that one's pretty tame compared to this movie on terms of like content but yeah so surprisingly right i I think we were more getting i'm having trouble thinking of movies the 90s were Uh, more for maybe south park yeah i was gonna say like tv shows maybe south park was kind of pushing it um more than any other one celebrity death match maybe i don't i, I don't guess but, <laughs> but it's I not the same tra- <laughs> but you know i was more trying to think of like t- like a movie like oh you'd accidentally like take your kid to see or something yeah yeah there really wasn't that in the 90s or at least from like my memory um, but we we talked about this now though now it's like I remember when that movie Good Boys came out and they had to, yeah. which is like an R-rated comedy starring little kids and they had to put warnings like all over the poster. Yep. It's like, this is not for children. This is not yep. for children. And what's funny is in my showing of that movie, there were there was a mom and their two, kid, or two kids or somebody bringing two children to that showing. It's the same with Strays, which is playing right now, which is a talking dog movie. And I think the poster has a very prominent R rating on it. So, yeah. I mean, that's probably how they would have to play this for sure. Um, Warning, warning dead cats. Don't don't go see it. Well, one of the worst ones is the little bit later into the movie, um, the main character, Francis, meets this cat named Felicity, who's blind, who's a really nice cat. Um, she, She is a house cat. So I think, she talks about like, oh, you know, humans are a better race than all of us and all that. But, she, you know, Francis ends up getting feelings for her. And then very soon after that, the next time we see her, her she's beheaded. Like her whole head is gone. And you see her insides. And that one, I think that was the most messed up one. That death, I was like, oh, that's that's pretty awful. You thought that one was the most messed up? I guess I, if we I, talk I, about the laboratory, then no. no. I, I'm going to say my most messed up. It's the laboratory yeah. scene where mm-hmm. they slit, they they cut open the back of a cat's head and they pour this solution that's supposed to be like a healing type of solution, but instead it just melts the cat's brain. I'm just like, oh God. Like, yeah, and, and they show it. They show it like the liquid going into the brain and everything. Uh, that's a big thing with this movie Uh, I feel like adult animated movies about animation you see that a lot it's about like animal testing that's a big deal with it Um, and it's just like this crazy scientist that wants to he just gets all these cats from the neighborhood and tests on a bunch of them and they really show it in graphic detail them dissecting cats like like a frog where they like peel back the fur and everything yeah it reminded me of like secret of them when they're like doing all these mm-hmm. experiments on the on the mice and stuff and they did that too in the in another adult animated movie uh plague dogs mm-hmm. where it's just like they just they're torturing these poor animals <laughs> just like yeah. the, it's like let's just see how far we can just push this 
yeah and it's it, you know it's it's hard to watch like the whole part because they had the screaming and stuff but there's like this like almost mythical cat in the cat world here named Claudandis um who is kind of like a miracle cat like a cat that can survive all of the tests and becomes more and more intelligent and that really I thought that was cool once that got brought into it and then we come to find out later that the cat can also talk to humans it's uh I don't know I thought I was like oh wow this movie took a whole turn I was not expecting yeah there I like the one where it's like this there's like oh this legend where Claude Dandis challenged his owner to a fight and won. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine that? Because I have a cat. I couldn't imagine if uh, my cat was like, hey, I challenge you to a fight. I, I would I would know I'd be going crazy. <laughs> she just she just like gets up on the she just like stands up on her back legs on the coffee table and just like points at you with her paw. <laughs> you, <laughs> me and you <laughs> fighting outside. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Um, but I like I like this main character Francis because he really does play that detective role like a human does so well. Um, I don't know he's very like calm, calculating, really smart. Um, I also like that they bring the cat stuff into it. Like it, scents are a big thing in this movie. They can tell when someone's like um, attracted at one point or something, or when somebody dead just was dead just from the smell of things. Yeah, there's a lot of characteristics of the cat in there um, that I like. Um... I like the the one where like they get into like a big cat fight like at one point that was pretty good um there's and then there's uh I like the uh, other big cat that's there I can't remember that cat's name was it was it Joker or was oh, that was Joker that was I think it was the, Joker right you're talking about like the the one that's trying to sleep with Francis the whole movie was he trying to sleep with him I thought so. Well, because he um, had a. Oh no, Joker is is not. No, Joker is the the cult leader. That's right. Um... So, but anyway, it's like this big burly like 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 bully type of cat, and it's got mm-hmm. two little henchmen or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they. It's so weird though, because like they do it like how you would do like in a regular movie or whatever where it's like you see this big uh antagonistic type of guy sees bluebeard and then he sees francis and francis you know is like this fancier looking Mm -hmm. cat he doesn't look as hardened as bluebeard it's like oh where'd you pull this little guy out of like (laughs) and he starts saying some like homophobic slurs i'm like oh wow yeah yeah (laughs) um oh we got to talk about you were talking about a conspiracy theory with this movie so we do have to talk about this yeah we do so um if you go on imdb for this movie Mm -hmm. um it shows you the german cast which i'm assuming that's right i mean i don't i'm not too familiar with german actors but then you like you so i because i was when I was watching this movie and I was hearing the voices, I'm just like, who, who are these voices? Cause yeah. I'm, so the movie was still happening and it's like the, like one of the, it's like a super star studded <laughs> listed on IMDB. And it's like, how do you say his name? Carrie 
Elwes. Yeah, I always said Al Elwes. That's how I always said it. Yeah. So Carrie Elwes, you know, from Princess Bride, Robin Hood, Men and Tides, a bunch of other Saw. stuff. Come on. Saw. It says that he voiced Francis. It says John Hurt was Pascal, which is like an older cat in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Ironside is in it. No. My- Michael Michael Madsen is supposed to be Bluebeard. Christopher Plummer is supposed to be Joker. And, mm-hmm. and I. And right away, I was like, because when I heard Francis talking, I'm like, that is not Carrie Elwes. I don't no. care what th- what this thing says, but this yeah. is not Carrie Elwes. It's funny. I looked up the same thing during the movie. I, I guess I was just looking at IMDb and I was like, really? Because I feel like I would have recognized his voice immediately if it was him. And I was listening and I think I was convincing myself. I was like, eh, kind of can hear it. It's not perfect. No, so I was just like, I, so I was, I was like, there's no way because I mean I've heard him do an American accent before. He's done American accents mm-hmm. in movies, like actually a movie that came out uh, not too long after this movie was uh, Liar Liar, and he yeah. played and he plays an American character in that movie. And I'm like, he doesn't sound anything like, that. and it's because it sounds way more cartoonish. And then when I saw Michael Madsen, I was like, okay, <laughs> I. I Nobody's a bigger Quentin Tarantino fan than me, so I know exactly yeah. what Michael Madsen sounds like. And that cat, it you know, it's got a gravelly voice, but it's not Michael Madsen. Yeah, no, and I was I was interested in it too. I was like, I was looking around. Yeah, it's like how could a movie with an English dub that never got an American release, it only got an Australian VHS release, have this kind of cast? So I, I did some digging, which, mm-hmm. okay, another, like, bizarre fact about this IMDb page, I, it does say Carrie Elwes right there as the, as the leading man for this movie, but if you look in the trivia section of yeah. this movie, it also says Carrie Elwes denies being in this movie. It says, yeah. he, he, I'm like, wait, it's in the, the, the IMDb. It's on your trivia. IMDb, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> the actor doesn't you might want to and get that if you go, and and it's such a misinformation because i was going on all these other sites that was saying like carrie elwes was in felida uh, uh, yeah. and uh, michael batson and felida and i'm like and so i texted you because uh because i i was my head was spinning i'm like what the <laughs> hell and like uh-huh. is going on and like I was so convinced that I was. I went on Cameo to like look for Michael oh, Madsen. Oh, is that why you were texting me that? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is a weird thing to ask me about asking Michael Madsen. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, how much money is on that Patreon? But then as I looked at Michael Madsen's page, and he wanted four hundred dollars to to book mm-hmm. a video. So I'm like, ah, no. no. Was, if it was like. It was under a hundred dollars. Yeah. I probably would have done it for if the it joke. Was but fifty bucks, I'd be like, throw it down. We have to ask him. <laughs> so, but I was like, I wasn't convinced though that that was him. That that was not it. And like I, so I found like one of the original like this, and this was like a big topic of discussion too on like the IMDb forum pages. If really? you remember those, and somebody like I found a really old post from the IMDb <laughs> forum pages. And one person's like, I think it's Carrie Elwes, and a Bluebeard is either Burt Reynolds or Michael Madsen. I'm like, Hell now no. you're, now <laughs> you're just talking nonsense. Like, Burt Reynolds watching, would never be in. This. Well, I'm like, I, I was like, I've 
I've watched so much Burt Reynolds, you uh-huh. know, like last year. It's like I there's no way that does not uh-huh. even sound close to him. But I eventually found the English voice cast for this movie. Really? Okay. Anybody yeah. notable? No. <laughs> okay, makes sense. <laughs> it all, but they are voice actors, and that's mm-hmm. why it sounded so good because they were actually. But if you look at them, it's like the one who voices um, Francis. He did a bunch of like anime English dubs from like the eighties and nineties, like Angel Cop and gotcha. all these other things. So it's it it makes a lot. I, I was like, after I read that, I was like, okay, that made way more sense. And yeah, um, I was like, okay, this cast list I actually do believe. And if you Google it too, so like, because the other thing too is like when you at the end of the English credits none of the English voice actors are credited at all. No, no. Because I even waited at the end, like watch, I even watched the credits thinking they're going to show the names. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if it was going to say Carrie Elwes, so it's, it's like, oh, well, at least it would say his name. I could take the movie's word for it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't there. There was no names at all. And I think it was like a union thing because I, there's another podcast that I listened to where the host was, he did some like professional voice work at one time and Mm -hmm. when he wasn't a part of a union or whatever, he was doing scab work, like non-union work. Um, Mm -hmm. He actually uh, voiced a character from another popular anime from the eighties and nineties. And, but he did, but he didn't, he wasn't allowed to put his own name on the uh, credits. So it's like, he's like not even allowed to take credit that he was in there. Like his like actual name. So Gotcha. I so think, like it was like yeah. so such a throwaway like voiceover that they were just like, okay, whatever, we're just gonna get some people to do voices. But it sounds like it was like in a London voice cast, so which would make a lot more sense of like why this movie wasn't like in America, maybe, but the actual voice cast, it's like it is I guess they, they did a lot of the recording in London for this gotcha. movie. Well, sounds like you need to go in and fix IMDB. <laughs> I, that's why I'm like, who? I, I mean, I I do want to say IMDb is is not an end all be all source. There's plenty of incorrect facts yeah. on lots of IMDb pages. Like, there's another one, another podcast I listened to where uh, one of the hosts was like, "Oh yeah, I went on the Children of Children of the Corns uh, IMD page, IMDb page, and in the trivia section, I put uh, they use synthetic corn in some shots, and I just made that up on the spot, and it's still there right now." <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so we need to do that. Well, we've always talked about like adding in Nathan and Ryan on Drive and Double Feature podcast well, it, talked about this movie. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like we always make those jokes because if you look in the trivia section for random movies, it's like just on the just now watching podcast, we they gave it two recommends and one not recommend, and it's just like how is this related to the movie? Yeah, and then like five people have said it's helpful. <laughs> Yeah, that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah, good job. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that that's crazy. That seems like something they really need to fix because that's more of a dream cast. Um, like so, I, I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, but the, I, you know, if you're going to make up stuff, like, like, don't pick, like, the, like, some of the most prominent actors. Like, if you, just, like, you can pick put, out. Like, if you just, I, I mean... If they had just put like the actual voice actor's name, like the actual voice actors, 
I probably wouldn't even have questioned it, but no, <laughs> I would have been like, okay, yeah, that's what you say. But because it was such prominent people, I'm like, there's no way that's true. <laughs> uh, could you imagine if it was Burt Reynolds there instead of Michael Madsen? Oh, I would have lost my mind. I would have been like, I, what planet is that Burt Reynolds? I don't know. I'm some alternate reality, I guess. Um, where Flea Day is the highest grossing animated movie of all time. People just love this movie. Um, but no, this movie kind of fits yeah. in obscurity. On the on the on the top on the opposite end though, it would have been a pretty that would have been a pretty good cast. Oh yeah, no, if that was the cast, that would have been all star, like really good. I mean, I think the voice cast actually does a pretty good job, but I'm no, sure they that do. cast would have been nuts to hear michael madsen is actually a pretty uh great pick for that character um it john hurt's been. always good too christopher Plummer, like come on you're telling me christopher Plummer is gonna be in this well i mean christopher Plummer has definitely been in bad movies but oh, yeah of course yeah but i don't know um michael ironside now that, that's someone who's never been in a bad movie i've never seen one bad michael ironside movie no um but, I haven't seen know, any Michael Einstein movie. No. None? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, it all comes together. I really like the ending of this movie to kind of wrap it up um, of the big fight because there's a huge reveal. There's like a cat that they talk to an old, like, kind Pascal. of... Pascal. Pascal, thank you. But the twist is, is that, oh, that's Claudandis as, uh, you know, who's been going around and killing other cats and trying to start a new race to, well, not a new race, kind of an old race, bring cats back to their original form before they were domesticated, um, which of that, course Francis is against. That's what, and uh, that's why the cats were murdered because all the crimes were sex crimes because it was other cats like trying to mate with a, another female cat who they deemed to be a purebred, and they didn't want non-pure breeds to be mixed up with other non-pure breeds. Exactly. Um, and I actually thought that was a really interesting twist. I mean, at some point I saw this old cat using a computer typing and I was like, this has to be the bad guy. There's no way. Uh, but, but I do think like the, I've watched a lot of movies on this podcast where the endings are like really convoluted and don't make sense. And this one ended, I was like, that made sense. I actually understand it all connects. Wow. Great writing. Yeah, no, that was good stuff. Yeah. You know, jokes aside about the all the conspiracy stuff, I mean, yeah. it's 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 a really well done movie. And like I said, I mean, it's just I I always very much value of movies with unique perspectives, where it's just like, oh, I would have never have thought to make a movie like that, or or whatever. Yeah. And I would have, I mean, I know it was based off of a book, but still, just the idea of doing a crime thriller or noir with starring only cats. That's something I would never think to do. God, no. Yeah. It, it's a very creative idea and sometimes creative ideas don't even get done well, but here I think it was done really well. It looks really good. It's got a good mystery. I actually, and you know, another thing I appreciate, I appreciate a good adult animated movie. I always think it stands out and it's, you know, it's cool. I recommend checking it out if you can handle the subject matter. Definitely. I mean, just a stellar performance by Carrie Elwes, and I give it a huge <laughs> recommend. Yeah, definitely Carrie's best. I can I can say that confidently. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, wasn't he in Ca- Quest to Camelot? Quest, Quest for Camelot, whatever the hell that animated movie is. I don't want to get anything wrong about Quest for yeah, Camelot. You're yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, that that movie has a star-studded cast. Uh, but he didn't course. sing in it, though. That I wasn't his singing voice. Oh no. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. And then he definitely did a better job in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that wraps it up for this one. Um, unless you have anything else to add. No, just no. go go watch it. Yeah, and fact check IMDb. Uh, but every time, if it every, says it has every actor in there, don't believe it. I don't think Margot Robbie was in Barbie. Let me let me dig into this one really quickly. Uh, but Ryan, what are we going to be covering next time? Well, Nathan, we talked about some good tunes. And in this movie, <laughs> yeah. So why don't we start talking about some evil tunes? That's right. We're gonna be talking about evil tunes, and that is pretty much streaming almost anywhere. Um, it's for free. You can watch it on Freebie. You can watch it on Prime for free. I mean, it's it's pretty easily accessible. Yeah, yeah. So you can get your evil tunes fixed whenever you want, and I'm excited for it. But if you want to email us, email us at driveanddoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. You can also X at us at X at the idea pod. But until next time. Until next time. Proud and divine. Feel it is.